it is a shame that next Monday is not a holiday. I agree. Like, the, the day after the Super Bowl needs to be a holiday. Yep. Like, if Joe Biden wanted to lock up re-election right now, make the Monday after the Super Bowl a federal holiday... I mean, I'd vote for him just based <laughs> off of that. I mean, like, I don't really care about uh, Anyway, we'll, we'll keep politics out of this. Although, evidently, the State of the Union's going on right now. I don't know. The who and the what? Correct. <laughs> um, so, anyways, it, it's Super Bowl 57 week. Um, opening night was last night. Little interviews. Um, the, the interviews. And it's always cool to see how they kind of... You have the teams interact, which I listen. I don't know if there's any other sport where, for your championship, you have the teams interact as much as the Super Bowl does. Right. Um, but maybe it's scripted. I, you know, I, <laughs> honestly though, one of the things that I've always wanted to happen. Oh, here we go. Oh, let's hear the crack. There it is. A Barks Red Cream, courtesy of a good friend. Like, we'll, we'll just say that. Um, so the one thing I've always said is that if the Bears ever made it to the Super Bowl, what I would like to purchase are the sweatsuits they get to wear to media. Day. They're so cool. Like, They're listen. cool looking. Like with the Super Bowl logo on them, like I'd buy them. Yeah, I don't even know if they sell those. Right. Or but really I would, even how much they cost. Right. Because that could be another. Right. But um, I, would, I would buy them. But... Before we move full on Super Bowl, I a little preview of what's to come because some of our newer listeners might be sitting there. Well, Josh, football's over after this week. For the mo- you still have the draft, okay? So what's going to happen? Well, as the theme song suggests, we move into college basketball full on. We'll have a brief recap of the Super Bowl, but you all are going to watch it. Like, you're going to know what happens. So we are going to move head first dive into college basketball. Yeah, into the really crunch time of college basketball. Correct. I mean, it will be, at that point, the second full week of February. You're three weeks from March, which is the greatest time of the year. Um so we will dive full into college basketball. You and I took a little road trip last week. We yes. went to Mackey to watch the still number one ranked team in the country. Um, I great trip, fantastic Mackey trip. Arena record. Um, so loud. I still have a headache. Um, <laughs> so we we will go head first into college basketball. Uh, a couple weeks, you have those first like top sixteen right. seeds that are going to come out. Um, so really, just a great time to be diving in to college basketball. Um, this week, though, Super Bowl spectacular. All Super Bowl from now until it is time to be done with the podcast. Now, d- full disclosure: it is eight forty-five on a school night. It is late. Um, but we have so much to get to. Yes. And, and I think when you look at this Super Bowl, for me, there are several key matchups. And, and some of these are going to seem like, oh, well, duh, yeah, yeah, of course. However, I think to me, you have three 
main matchups here that I want us to focus on a little bit are the first being big play slay and that Eagles secondary yep. against the Chiefs wide receivers. That this is a very, very <clears throat> interesting matchup to me because I dare say this is the best secondary that the Chiefs have faced in a long time. But on the same token, this is the best wide receiving core that the Eagles have faced in quite some time. Right, and you wonder what kind of receiving core is going to show up to the Super Bowl. I would assume to ass- I would assume that the Chiefs are going to be at full bow. Like they're going to have all their guys, but they're beat up, Josh. Those yep. wide receivers are beat up, and so to me, that's why I'm giving a little edge. To the Eagles secondary. Because I believe they're beat up. I know they get two weeks to prepare for the Super Bowl. Get healthy. I just... I think right now, who is playing better? And the Eagles secondary. And that defense has played lights out. And, and I think you look too... Like, there are several different aspects of this. Like, okay. And I think when you look at a Travis Kelsey, he's kind of a... He's a wild card that really creates matchup nightmares. Right. Because then you look, okay, you also have to worry about MVS on the outside. You have to worry about Kadarius Tony. You have to worry about Juju. Then you have Pacheco coming out of the backfield. But, again, all of those play off of Travis Kelsey. Right. Like, Travis Kelsey is not a blocking tight end. No. Travis Kelsey is a wide receiver that's – built like the absolute unit. Right. So how do the Chiefs counteract that? Or sorry, how do the Eagles counteract that? Exactly. Because if you want to double Kelsey, which honestly might be might be and just say, hey, if MVS or Kadarius or any of those other guys can beat us, great. But we're not going to let Travis Kelsey beat us. Right. I I would say that you put someone over the top of Kelsey at all times. You, you can't let him get be, open down the field. No, and you can't let him break a tackle and get loose. That cannot happen. You can't allow him to get that you know yards after contact, get the crowd into the game. I, that's something you just cannot happen. And, so, and I think that if there is a secondary and a defensive group. That can handle this. Because I think you look at the Eagles, they're not just a secondary. They're not just a front. You really have both. You have playmakers in the secondary and you have playmakers on that front. <coughs> right. And it might come down to, hey, can your front chip Kelsey every once in a while? Right. Bump him off those routes that give your secondary time to cover. Right. Uh, I'm, again... I'm sticking with the Eagles. I think their defense is playing fantastic. I understand that if you look at the twos, the two teams' path to the Super Bowl, that clearly the Kansas City Chiefs have had the harder path. The Eagles have been able to literally not, trying to be funny, fly nah. over all their opponents to the Super Bowl. It was not even games. Um, so really... That is going to be a highlight of this Super Bowl. Who plays better, the Chiefs wide receivers or that vaunted Eagles secondary? 
And I think you, I, Hassan Reddick's going to have to have a huge game. Yeah. I Period. Like, you are not going to be able to win this Super Bowl without Hassan Reddick, not just in run defense, which he's fantastic in run defense, but he's going to have to be able to play some pass defense as well. Which, really, if you look at the Chiefs over the course of their playoff run, I, they really haven't had to play a vaunted passing offense. Right. Like what I mean, listen, you had the Giants who we've already talked about their issues at wide receiver, and then you were going up against a San Francisco team that was literally on a third string quarterback that didn't have like his leg intact and his shoulder like so I, I don't know. I mean this Eagles defense hasn't really had to show up for three weeks. So let's see what actually happens. Other side of the football. Actually, we'll stay on this side of the football. The Fletcher-Cox dynamic versus this beat-up Kansas City O-line. Boy, oh boy. You already have a Patrick Mahomes that's not... Again, people could say, oh, you want, oh we had a miraculous recovery. Yeah, listen, he's still not going to be 100%. Right. So... That I mean I Fletcher Cox. I mean I'm looking. You gonna bet he doesn't have at least two, three, four, five QB rushes on this, and I think that that's where you look at this Eagles front. If they can get in and dominate this game, I really... Because if you don't give the Chiefs offense time... The thing about the Chiefs offense is that it has to be able to develop. Right. They're, they run very intricate passing routes. They're at their best when Mahomes has time where you can get out, where he can create. This Eagles front, if they have the opportunity to disrupt the game... Again, we saw it with the Buccaneers and that Buccaneers right. Super Bowl that Kansas City played in where you had a beat-up Patrick Mahomes and you just had a dominant front seven from Tampa. I I hate to say it for the Chiefs fans, but it's kind of looking exactly like that. Right. Yeah. And, you know, Brandon Graham, that's another name that on that line. Uh, just a fantastic season. 11 sacks. Uh, I just... This Eagles defensive line. Well, you have Josh Sweat. Right. You have Brandon Graham. Yep. I, Robert Quinn. I Listen. Like, that... They could... They are one of the most dynamic, game-changing defenses that we have seen in a long time. Right. And when they come to play and they're locked in... I, they make it impossible. They also have Ndamukong Sue. Which, again, like three or four years ago, if you would have said that he would have been a... He, he's a secondary piece. Right. To that. Like, he he's a rotation guy. Right. So, again, like that Eagles defensive front. Um, can you keep Patrick Mahomes... Number one in the pocket, and then number two, if you flush him, what is he like? What is he going to be? And that's where I think 
you you look at Robert Quinn on the end. You look at Brandon Graham on the end. You look at Josh Sweat on the end. These boys could feast because if Mahomes tries to get outside of the pocket and he's not full go, this is a defensive front like these guys have not seen the whole postseason. And I think if you look at both of these teams, again, for me, if we're being honest, neither one of these teams have really had to face or play their best to get here. Right. I mean, I don't think the Chiefs played that great against the Bengals. No. I know they didn't play that great against the Jaguars. Right. So, for I just I don't know, like which team is going to show up full go. Right. I, that that's what I and again, it's a fantastic position for us to be in as fans. Because we can sit here and break down, okay, Fletcher Cox versus the Chiefs offensive line. We can sit here and break down my next key one. Who's going to guard A.J. Brown for for Kansas City? I mean, the thing that also sticks out to me about the Eagles is that this team has so many weapons. Because you have Kenneth Gainwell, you have Miles Sanders, Jalen Hurts is a weapon unto his own, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, AJ Brown. Like who? Who's who guards those guys? Right. That's I, what I don't know. You know, Justin Reed, pretty good, strong safety to have over the top, but I feel like they just are not deep on the defensive side of the ball. I just. For Kansas City, I I worry about that. But also what I worry about is the ability for the Eagles. You know, this is a the Kansas City, they've been here before. They've been in this situation. Now, not all of their players have, but most of their players yeah, have. That core has been there. Right. The Eagles, on the other hand, have not. What's going to happen? That's another matchup. Just the experience of being there, the experience of doing it. I th- this is the biggest single sporting event in the world. Period. Like there's no, I know it should. It is the biggest. And when you have that level of cameras, you have that level of pressure. These guys know what's at stake. I mean that. And like you said, pressure does interesting things. Right. Jalen Hurts has never been in a pressure situation like this. How does he perform? And I think when you look at that, the biggest benefit that the Eagles have is going to be Kenneth Gainwell, Miles Sanders in the in that backfield. Yeah, Boston Scott. When you have really, I, they have a two headed rush attack. Scott can come in as a third wheel on that. Yep. But when you have that, that can relieve so much pressure early. For me, I think you might look to see Kansas City take some or Philly take some shots early. Yeah. But if I'm Philly, my number one priority establish the, the run. run. Yep. And I Keep think Patrick Mahomes off the field. You I mean how many times do we hear the best way to win a game is to make sure that the other team's best player doesn't have the ball in their hands. Right. Well, so, how do you do that? You keep them off the field. Yeah, so I think 
one of the keys. So I'm going to go through what my keys are for Philly to win the Super Bowl. Okay. And my keys for the Kansas City Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. So, number one, the number one key we just talked about. If you are the Philadelphia Eagles, you have to establish the run, and you have to be successful with the run. I think they will do that because of the ability to have Jalen Hurts also running the football. That read option to be able to, you know, now that you have him healthy, he's he's a full go now. You are going. You are putting him out there. You've gotten this far. Now he's going to have to take some shots. Okay, he's going to get hit. What is that like? How does he handle that? Okay, I I think Philadelphia, they have to run the football. Number two, they're going to have to get a turnover in this football game. Yep. They're going to have to take the ball away from Mahomes. You are going to have to hope that Patrick Mahomes makes a mistake and you score on it. Not just take it away and you know change field position. You're going to have to get one of those type of plays in this football game. If the Eagles get a turnover, I think they win the football game. Number three key is to protect the football. You cannot turn the football over. Again, we talk about it. Protecting the football and keeping the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands is the key to this game for Philly. You keep the ball in your hands. You... Don't make throws. You're going to have to take some shots. You're going to win this game, yes. You're going to have to take some shots. However, if you do that and you make a mistake and it becomes two mistakes, I could see a way that this game gets out of hand. My three keys for the Chiefs, number one, is you're going to have to have Patrick Mahomes to be able to be a playmaker. He's going to have to get outside the pocket against that vaulted, vaunted <coughs> pass rush of the Eagles, and you're going to have to get Pacheco involved, and they get Clyde Edwards-Hilaire back from IR. So there's another weapon out of the backfield. You're going to have to establish the run. Number two, you're going to have to get a big play out of one of your wide receivers. You lost McCold Harmon. He's out. He's on the IR. He's done. Who's going to step up and make a play for you in your wide receiving core? Whether that be Katarius Tony, whether that be Juju, you're going to have to need someone outside of Travis Kelsey to make plays. Because like you said, Josh, if the Eagles are smart, they're going to take his him away from that big play type of situations. And number three for me, if you're Kansas City is to stay in containment on defense. Yep. To not let Jalen Hurts get outside the tackles and pick up 13, 15 yards of carry. Because if you do that, then all of a sudden you're overcommitting and watching him. They hand it off to Miles Sanders and he's getting 15. And if you can't get consistent with your pass rush, then the Eagles are going to take advantage of you. Yeah, and I think you hit on... A huge, huge topic is will Jalen Hurts be able to use his legs? Right. If he's able to be a true dual threat, I think it's going to be very, very hard for the Chiefs to win this football game. Yep. But again, if this turns into a ground and pound game for the Eagles, 
that's a huge advantage for them. Right. The Eagles want this game in the upper 20s, low 30s. Right. If they get into a shootout, man, like Patrick Mahomes in a shootout, that's where he shines. Yes. And so I think, again, it's ground and pound, keep everything reasonable. And I think that is a huge recipe for success. You know, a little bit of the KISS method for Philly. Yes. Keep it simple, stupid. Yep. Like, don't Absolutely. overcomplicate these things. You don't need a Philly special to win this football game. Yep. So that that's the football side of the Super Bowl. But, folks, there's so much more. that I, There's the food. And, I mean, what, we're, we're doing pizzas. I'm making guacamole. Nobody else in the group has bothered to respond <laughs> to what they're bringing. So I'm like, well, we might just have pizza and guacamole. Yeah, I think there's good. I think um, we're getting some like some finger sandwiches, all right, some chips. Right. Some there dips. better be something. Um, so, but there's also I. So you look. I, one thing that I always love is the secondhand ticket market. So if you, it's the number one event on StubHub. Yep. The the number one event. So Christian, if you and I wanted to go to the Super Bowl, just the two of us. Yeah. We can make it if we try. No, we can't. <laughs> Over eight, eight grand, grand yep. for two. Like this is unbelievable, folks. Yeah, eight thousand dollars. So it's funny. I actually did this with my students today. We looked at Super Bowl prices because we're talking about in reading. We we're reading some passages about the history of the Super Bowl. And one of the things they talked about was that the first Super Bowl played by the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs was the only Super Bowl known to man that did not sell out. So we looked at it and said, all right, kids, tickets for that Super Bowl were like $1.50. Let's take a look at the scores. And we looked at at uh, at the old, we went on Ticketmaster and we wanted oh to select our seat, Josh. So we selected our seat. Front row, 50-yard line, $34,000 a ticket. And I clicked buy now, and the little thing started spinning. And the kids went, Mr. Lumpke, you're going to the Super Bowl. I said, kids, number one, my card would decline. <laughs> my credit limit isn't that high. Uh, no, yeah, I'm not getting... Uh, and I said, number one, it was for two tickets. Uh, that's $68,000. And number two, I'd be living out of a cardboard box. For the rest of your life. So we were laughing about that in Mr. Lemke's class this week. But, yes, tickets to the Super Bowl. If you are just an ordinary person. It's uh, impossible. You're just going to be watching it from your couch. Which, honestly. It might be better. It's it kind of be awesome better. to watch it and watch it with friends. I don't know if I'd feel that way if it was the Bears playing in the Super Bowl. No, I've always said, like, for Packer playoff games, I don't want to be around anyone. Well, and here's the thing, too. And I, I actually watched a comedian talk about the Super Bowl. He said, I don't go to Super Bowl parties because people talk during the game and shut up during the commercials. Yes. And he's like, no, 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 no. I want to watch the game. I don't care how good the commercials are. Right. Which the commercials are good. It's fun. It's enjoyable. However, if the Bears were in the Super Bowl, I don't know if I could handle having a bunch of people yakking during the game. No yeah. no chance. But during a game of two teams I, I really have no interest in, fine with me. 
So the average ad, the 30-second ad <coughs> for this year's Super Bowl. Yes. Take a guess at how much it Seven million dollars. It's seven million. Yes, we we did the research on that in Mr. Lemke's class as well. Unbelievable. Uh, the first Super Bowl commercial that when it became big was a hundred thousand dollars for a thirty second. And bit. now we're at seven million. And it was hilarious because one of the kids raised his hand and he thought this is going to be. I just I just discovered something amazing. He raised his hand, said, "Mr. Lemke, that means for one minute of a commercial, you're paying fourteen million dollars." I was like, how did you figure that out? <laughs> I was like, you know what, Mr. Lemke's class, we're doing math. I love it. <laughs> right? So, but, yeah. <coughs> if you're putting on a minute commercial, and I, I told the, my class about this too, like, if you're paying $14 million, you better have Samuel L. Jackson right. in your commercial. You better have Morgan Freeman's voice uh-huh. in your commercial. You better make it worth it. Right? I mean, yeah. $14 million... Is a lot of money for a thirty That's second a whole for a minute, a minute, a whole lot of money. So that is why you get these great Super Bowl commercials. Josh, a company that you are looking forward to to watching a Super Bowl commercial out of Doritos. I, I, I feel, oh yes, I feel like Doritos always has something good. I feel like Mountain Dew always like, like Mountain the, Dew like the Dorito. Well, the what, the rap one where they had yeah. the little guy well, in and it wasn't. Uh, the puppy monkey baby, yes, yeah, that one, um, and you can always count on some beer commercial, yeah, like the Bud then, Lights, and then they always you have that one company who tries to tug at your heartstrings. I'm like, don't jump in a game right now, right? Um, Coca Cola normally has Coke a good has one. a couple good ones, so I mean, it's it's fun. Yeah, I feel like it's a, a Budweiser Clydesdale commercial is a classic. You gotta yes. have a you know. So, I, you get excited to watch the commercials during the Super Bowl as well. Yeah. So, but one thing that you and I have done together, um, I mean, I think we've watched... Three or four Super Four Bowl. out of the last five right. bowls together. Um, this year will be no different. I'm actually getting to your house. Like, we're kind of doing, like, the whole, like... Fox like whole day coverage. Well, I'm just spending the whole day with you, right? Uh, but watching Purdue early and then um, flipping over to Fox for the game. B- but one thing that we like to do is we have prop sheets. Yes. So I betting on the Super Bowl is also a national pastime. Um, so we we have a packet. Yep. Of prop bets here yes um and i told you before we started recording i'm gonna do something different this year i am going to fill out and we're going to go through these we'll go quickly right through our prop bet sheets by the way just before we start with this josh there is an estimate how much money will be bet on the super bowl this year hundreds of millions Sixteen billion dollars. Unbelievable. They said fifty million adults will bet around sixteen billion dollars. That's a B, ladies and gentlemen, with the billions. <laughs> Sixteen billion. And, and yet, I, and yet, there are still states and commonwealths that don't have this legalized. Like those people are just idiots. Like those states where it's not legalized, they're missing out. They're, the tax revenue that you're missing, you're just 
dumb. Like, there's no nice way to put it. If your state does not have legalized sports betting, your state's dumb. If you have a problem, please contact 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> I repeat, 1-800-GAMBLER. Thank you. And how many times have you had to make that phone call? Net zero. I bet responsibly. I, I'm, I'm going to argue that a little bit, but anyways. No, we'll, I bet we'll responsible. On. Very responsibly. We'll move on here. Super Bowl 57 prop sheets. Folks, we start with the national anthem. Yeah, we, we, we roll right. By the way, can I take a little credit? I've been doing this now for seven years Prior to when sports betting yes. was legalized in Indiana, I just compile all the top prop bets into, in one, soup, packet. into one packet for a affordable five U.S. American dollars. Correct, and it's fun. It all yeah. goes to a good cause. So first, uh, over under a minute twenty-two and a half for Chris Stapleton's national anthem. I'm uh, filling mine out too, so just so that way. For me, Chris Stapleton. Kind of a traditional sounding guy. Yeah. Not thinking we're going to have a Mariah Care. Oh, we need another pen. We need another pen. Right. This break is brought to you by Barks Red Cream Soda. Barks Ooh, Red delicious. Cream Soda. It's delicious. Would we need you another like black, or would you like blue? Um, we'll go with the uh, black there, Bill. All right, you got the black sharpie. Yeah, I'll do that. All right, but for me, I still think Chris Stapleton's tone. Is very docile. It's very calming. I'm going over. I at 22. When I think of Chris Stapleton, I think of the song he sings with Justin Timberlake. Little say something, say uh-huh. something. Little fast, okay. Paced. I am going with the under 122 and a half. And by the way, the last three Super Bowls at the line set has an either over or under by a combined a combined 1.1 seconds the last 3 super bowls will anyone be shown crying absolutely yes absolutely it see and that is that is fans that is players anyone correct um i'm going no okay i am going no i think no one's crying i think there's a lot of nervous tension at that time for these players i'm going with no uh the coin toss Heads or tails. Interesting note, though. Yes. If you win the coin toss, you lose the you Super lose Bowl. The Super Bowl. The last nine Super Bowl champions have lost the coin toss. I'm going heads. Dude, they go heads. I'm going heads like, too. I don't. Our first two, we because were everybody goes tails never fails. I'm going heads for the dub. Correct. Uh, who's gonna win the coin toss? The Chiefs. Yeah, you took it right out of my mouth. The, the Chiefs are the first score. And see, I think this – and this is where it gets interesting why you can't play – like you got to go ahead, lock your answers in. Because, all right, if the Chiefs get the ball or the Eagles get the ball, I think that's a different dynamic. Right. But I think, again, you're going to see two offenses that are kind of moving the football. I like a tutty I'm for going, our first score. I'm going a – I would love to make this like. I, I might place a little wager on the old fan duel yeah, of the first score being an a Chiefs field goal. Okay. I like a field a goal. A field goal there. Um, uh, the last time there was a safety, do you remember when it was a first score whoa. safety? I do not. It was Super Bowl 50. Cam Newton fumbled the ball. Okay. And the ball was recovered in the end zone for a. Or sorry, Peyton Manning fumbled. fumbled 
and it was recovered in the end zone for a safety. The first score of the Super Bowl was a safety. Okay. Uh, who's going to score first? Again, I, I'm going with the E-A-G-L-E-S Eagles. See, I'm... And you just said... Chiefs. Chiefs field goal. Chiefs field goal. That's what I'm feeling. Uh, the player that scores the first touchdown for the Chiefs. And again, so much of this, I think, depends upon the style of game that you're seeing played. Um, but I do like... Perhaps, uh, hey, bud, Marquez Baldez is Marquez Valdez. Oh, it is Baldez. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> I am going to go with an MVS long ball touchdown for the Chiefs' first touchdown. I'm going with the Josh Russell kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. Give me a Kelsey touchdown. Uh, Eagles, first touch. Uh, this one to me comes down to one of three people. Okay, who are they? Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, or Kenneth Gainwell. I think the Chiefs' first tud is going to be on the ground, and I like a Kenneth Gainwell touchdown first for the Eagles. I really want to pick Boston Scott. Boston Scott has gotten those like red zone carries yeah. a lot of the yeah. times, but I am going the kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. Jalen Hurts sneak at the re- at the goal line. Uh, first penalty of the game. I think we're going to see a holding okay. of the defensive variety. Ooh, okay. I'm going with the old false start. I think I, do we have to say defensive holding or offensive holding? I have never said that you had to specify. Okay, then we'll just say holding. Holding's but like here a two- for the pot, I think it'll be a defensive holding. Um, I'm going false start. I think the okay. you know the noise picks up. Yeah. You get that the you know adrenaline pumping on the offensive side. You jump a little too quick. I got a false start. Uh, who's going to take the first time out? Uh, the Chiefs. I'm going Eagles. I think when they have the ball first, again, you got a situation where Patrick Mahomes has been in this situation. Jalen Hurts is not maybe get, not getting guys lined up. They, they're going to take that first time out. Who will score first in the second quarter? The Chiefs. I'm going with the Chiefs as well. And they are going to score a touchdown. For I'm also first saying that they're going to score a touchdown. Now, folks, we moved to halftime. Rihanna. Uh, her hair color. Um, I'm going to go blonde. I'm going black. Okay. That's I'm feeling black hair from Rihanna. Now, here here's the interesting part here. What song? Will she play first? Who are you? Are you about to play some of these? Are you? Is that so, you know, the first option here is the classic. A classic. Yeah, absolutely. A classic. Kind of like when when you and I were in high school a little bit there. Yeah, it's getting I, late. Diamonds. This I love this song. Again, classic, but Christian, I must say, uh-huh, uh-huh. this might be my favorite Rihanna song. And could I imagine a Super Bowl halftime at which halfway through she hits Umbrella, out comes Jay-Z, they also throw a little Empire State of Mind in. Mm. But first song. 
I like Don't Stop the Music. Um, I am going with Diamonds. Okay. I think she comes out all sparkly. And then shine bright. like, And then you get like a diamond effect shine going. Bright. And yeah. then she hits... Like a high, a, a big beat song, like but man, I really I want Jay Z to come out with her at some point. So what? A surprising thing, Josh. One of the problems. Wait, hold on. What? 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 Hold That's on. Alicia Keys on Empire State of Mind, not Rihanna. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. But I could see Rihanna doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like do Umbrella, right? And then cover that. Yeah, but, but. One of the bets that normally happen during the Super Bowl halftime is like who joins Rihanna on stage. Right. There's nothing. Nothing that I've found. Year. Yeah. So. Hey, one can hope. Right. Well, one. How many songs? I'm gonna say under nine and a half. I think nine and a half songs is a lot for only one artist. Right. In a 20, 10 minute halftime show. Yeah. I you'd be looking at like one a minute. That's a lot. I'm going to go under nine and a half. Yeah, I'm going under. Um, now, but you know what? Strike that. I'm going over. Here's why. Changing mind. If somebody joins, it doesn't say how many songs Rihanna will but sing. But if anybody's out there with her. Right. Maybe they sing yeah. two songs, go away. Rihanna plays seven. Yeah. You know, I, I never know. So I'm going over. I'm saying they're going to sing ten. 10, 12 minute songs. Brings out Eminem, does Love the Way You Lie. Oh, God. Back to back Super Bowls for Eminem, that'd be pretty Come sweet. Come on now. Uh, moving to the second half. Who's going to score first? Well, I, here, here's my thing. So if you stay consistent. Right. So who wins the coin toss? The Chiefs. They defer. They defer. Don't think it matters. Eagles score first in the third quarter. Could possibly put the game away early in the third quarter. Wow, I'm going Eagles as well, but I do not think they're going to put it away, and I'm going field goal. I, I'm going to go Tud. Wouldn't be surprised if it's a defensive touchdown on a big takeaway. Mm, yeah, there. there you go. Uh, who's going to score the first touchdown? Again, I said the Eagles, so I'm going to stay consistent there. Go with the Eagles. Yeah, I'm going Eagles as well. Uh, first penalty of the second half, I'm going to go block in the back. Ooh, on the kickoff return. On, on a kick return. All right. A little block in the back. I'm going holding on the offense. Okay. Uh, end of game. The Gatorade color. First of all, let me be very clear. Okay. Ooh, was that, was that a hint? Let me be very clear. Funny. No, no. no. Um, I thought maybe you read the script. Red Gatorade is the worst Gatorade. Oh, and it's not even close. It's if you, horrible. If you drink Red Gatorade, you I question your lifestyle. I do as well. And your teeth look like you're constantly like you're like Jeffrey Dahmer almost. Yes. Like it's gross. That's dark. Don't I that, sorry. that that's wow. I'm just uh, saying awful. But the Rip Tide Rush flavor of Gatorade is the best. And it's not close. Um, I disagree. Melon. It's a seasonal flavor. Melon Gatorade, which is how I obtained my nickname Melon. Okay. Is because I love Melon Gatorade. Give me the Melon Gatorade. It's not out right now. It's only a, it's only a fall thing. Melon so Gatorade. So with that, I'm going to go that I believe someone is enjoying a nice 
Rip Tide Rush Gatorade on the sideline, and that the Eagles will dump the Rip Tide Rush Gatorade on the coach. I'm going yellow. I am going yellow. I just feel like it's a a very broad color. Like everybody drinks everybody yellow. Everybody has a yellow. You know, everyone's drinking yellow. Yeah. I'm going. And what's crazy to me, Josh? I always think about this because that is one of the most bet prop. In the Super Bowl is yeah. the color Gatorade. Uh, side note: first bet Crystal ever hit in her life was on DraftKings sportsbook app when she bet ten dollars on the Gatorade and won one hundred and seventy-five dollars. <laughs> she didn't even. She was. But what I want to know is why? Why in the world, or how in the world, do they do this? Without somebody knowing. Without somebody leaking. Like, do you think, like, they have, like, a bunch of different Gatorade cans with different flavors, and it's like, and it's a you guys have to pick it, yeah. and you can't, like, open it up and look and see what color it is? Because, like, you really think about it, these players control a lot of these outcomes. Yeah, but these... it's all scripted. Okay, it's not. People, stop saying that. It's not. But... My question is, how does that happen without it being skewed? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, do they... They must literally have 10 Gatorade buckets, and they're like, all right, you guys, when you win the Super Bowl, you can pick any of them, but you can't take the top off until you get close to the coach. Yeah. And that's the one you got to stick with. Because, like, you could just be like, hey, bro... If we win the Super Bowl, bet or like, if you're betting on the Super Bowl, bet heavy yellow because I'm gonna grab the yellow game. Like, like who decides it? I don't. I know. know. It's crazy. Uh, who will the Super Bowl MVP mention first? I think the team. Uh, that's my. That I think the team. Yeah, I play for the guys around me. I just hear like you know, I couldn't do this without my guys. You know, blah blah blah. Um. If Tim Tebow was the MVP, it would have been God. It would have been God. Correct. Boom bang, easy, yep. easy cash. But I'm going. I'm going team. Uh, who's going to win the MVP? Um, breaking news. Those were the two options. Yeah, and it's interesting because I'm going other. Yeah. I'm going other. Yeah. I think if you have a Chiefs win, I think you could see a Travis Kelsey be the Super Bowl MVP. Uh, and if the Eagles were to win, I think Kenneth Gainwell has a huge game Sunday, so I think he could rack up Super Bowl MVP honors. I'm going Jalen Hurts. All right. I'm going Hurts. And so with that, who I think we're both on the same page of an Eagles Super Bowl win. So for the last time, it is time, time to fly, Eagles, fly, on the road to victory. Final score... I think this is where we're going to differ a little bit. Yeah. I see this one being over early. 35 to 14 Eagles. I'm going 31-27 Eagles. Little nail biter. Yep. Little nail biter. Yeah, I think Kansas City kicks a field goal at the end, make it a or they are the, sorry. They kick a field the Eagles kick a field goal to go up four. And then get, get a stop. On get the a stop at the end of the game, and Eagles win the Super Bowl. Well, folks, that's two full seasons of NFL football. 
predictions. That's us high fiving because we've done yeah. it. We we have absolutely done it. And for, like people don't understand, like the people that do podcasts, like and for us to be employed in the ways that we're employed, like yes. you have games all the time. Yes, I'm coach. Like it's difficult to do this. Yeah, it's and that's why sometimes it's over Zoom. Right. Sometimes, like tonight, we get together a little bit. But um, I feel like this is why we do this: is oh, the correct. ability to get together, talk sit, at least once a week. Yep, and an opportunity to talk sports, doing what we love. But folks, football season has been a blast. We've enjoyed it. I am very excited about the off season. Yes. Um, but next season will prov- we will have so many storylines, changing quarterbacks now with Tom Brady retiring. There's with Aaron Rodgers going into a four day retreat into complete and total darkness and isolation. The guy's an idiot. <laughs> He's so stupid. That, I, I shut that, up. I well, he that, shut I up. I got that notification today. And I about lost my mind. I was hoping he goes into four days in isolation and darkness and can't find his way out. <laughs> that like I feel like a lot of people would be like, yeah, I feel better now. Yeah, it's... But uh, a lot of moving parts. you got a lot of open quarterback spots and a lot of different teams. Vegas, Tampa Bay, Indianapolis, Houston. You could go right to Carolina. You could go right down the line, possibly Green Bay. So many teams searching for answers. A lot of answers will be had. But ladies and gentlemen, next week we come to you with the lovely theme song of CBS. We are back. Talking college basketball will probably have a bracket reveal coming up in the following week. Probably. Absolutely. See where we're at. We can't wait to talk more about it. But Josh you got to give your final send-off. Well, from all of us here at LR Weekly, for the last time, enjoy the football.